0: Welcome to the podcast, I'm your host, Guy Jeans, and thanks for being here. Um, I want to thank our sponsors, uh, Costa Sunglasses, Sims Fishing Products, Reddington Fly Rods, and Pelican Coolers. And today we are going to be doing a guide roundtable with the Bueller Brothers and what's happening out there on the southern Sierra waters and uh what we're going to be doing and all that kind of stuff and what we're fishing and all that and uh we're going to get right to it rob and ryan how you guys doing good right on so let's talk about uh what we've been doing out there the fishing and and what you guys have been doing as far as uh well have you guys been fishing the 20 mile stretch above the bridge you've been on the lower
1: current where have you guys been at want to start ryan yeah i will start okay, cool. um we've been fishing the 20 mile and above the bridge um, a couple of weeks ago, our water came up a little bit from those hot days, but it's come down again, cleared up really nice. Kind of little off color where the fish aren't spooked at all. And it's been really good up and down everywhere, actually. Nice. It really has. All our guide trips have been really fun. A lot of first-time um, flies, people getting their fish on the fly for the first time is not that cool?
2: Yeah. Ridiculous amount, like literally fifteen to twenty between us over the last month. <clears throat> excuse me, over the last not even like two weeks, two
1: to three yeah. weeks. Crazy. It's been a spring break all around for the different weeks. So this last month's been really busy, and it's been a lot of those first timers, and it's been awesome. They get yeah. so excited, and it's um, really cool to turn them onto that and turn them onto the current. Oh, for sure. Are,
0: are you seeing uh, dry fly action for these new people? Are you seeing, are you nymphing with them? We doing?
1: start off nymphing in the morning, get them used to casting that bobber around. And then after that, we go to some dries and they have been, we doing the fuzzy wuzzy dry dropper. Yeah. And then they've been hitting stimulators lately. Uh-huh. So we just been prospecting around with little of that. Robbie's clients the other day got them. And so um, today I did that and Jim got a couple on the simulators. Great. Size 12. Uh, I was a little bigger. Okay. Yeah. The size, uh, I think it's the size six I was using today all right, all right. so that he could see him a little better. Cool. Yeah. And it's been a couple of clients. We went above the bridge mm-hmm. and, um, Niffin was off the hook and it was right after that rainstorm and we d- didn't get any dries that day. Everything oh, okay. was underwater for me. Uh huh. And Robbie went out a couple of days later and it was the opposite. It was like, you know, all dries and like he went out and got,
0: yeah, I think the, the, The water today, I would say, was just a little bit stained. Yeah. Not bad though. I mean, you could still see down a little bit. It's getting
2: cleaner and cleaner every day because we had the rain last Thursday night. Yeah. And Friday was a mess through half the day, and it even started cleaning up later Friday because I think almost all the rain was in the local creeks. Yeah. So snow in the higher country, and it it's just been cleaning up every day since then. So it was a, it was a mess of kind of on the weekend, but mm-hmm. it, like you said, it, it's beautiful right now and getting cleaner every day. Yeah, I
0: I uh, was above the bridge today and um, first spot I, uh, I stopped at, I just started kind of prospecting, you know, yeah. bam, big old, great. big fuzzy wuzzy, size six, red. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. And then I caught a couple on that and then um, I said, I'm going to try an orange one. bam <laughs> and then i rob <laughs> told me that they were doing uh you guys were doing a stimulator so I, i'm gonna try one of these stimulators but bam yeah, it was just awesome. on, it was on and then i kept moving around and stuff and it seemed like every spot i went to i'd either, either get a flash or get a fish you know yep. it
2: was like that yesterday with clients as well
0: yeah and then i just started okay i'm gonna try i'm gonna throw a little dropper on you know but bam it was yeah. on it was just you know, what was your dropper you were using there? A, a hair's ear. They have any flash yeah. in it? Do you know? No, just a natural hair's ear yeah, with a bead. Okay, gold bead. Yeah, um, but it was just uh, they they seemed to like that. I didn't really change after that, and um, I was finding them uh, in the little side channels as well, and they know? toward the
2: back of the runs. So yeah. They, yeah. And when the water got yeah. higher and dirtier, they I believe, like you said, they pushed to the side and to the back, and they mm-hmm. haven't really moved all the up and deep yet
1: they're still kind of hanging out yeah in the, yeah my like guy jam on the stimulators Accessible today water. was that they're mm-hmm. kind of back into the side yeah and yeah and that's real soft water
0: there's some like side channels that don't really they, they have like a trickle going through them okay you know, usually but now the water's up a a couple feet maybe and uh those little channels are are uh you know got, got water running through yeah. them and there's fish in them because the it's like a little stream
2: so so great i think it's four just over 400 cubic feet per second Mm -hmm. and it was a few weeks ago we had that really hot weather and it pushed over 800 Mm -hmm. so all the you know all those fish moved out of that yeah hard water in the middle and moved off to the side and they just haven't moved
1: back into the middle yet yeah and those little channels like you're talking about got filled in and they're in there and it's nice water now it's super sweet Definitely foam is home. It was like, it seemed
0: like uh, you could throw the fly in the foam, and the foam line, you know, coming off the, off the rocks, you know, where right. the seam was and they were just there. You know, I mean, it's just a great time to be up here.
1: It, it is. is. Weather's been really nice. Yeah. Water temps are wonderful. I did see some salmon flies up by up okay. a little bit higher. Well, we've been seeing less yeah. in the 20 mile section. Yeah.
2: I was out over the last couple of days and we saw one yesterday about, it was about a mile above the bridge. Yeah.
1: But they're still hitting that fish. So they're still there, and and
2: the fish are obviously used to seeing them. Have you guys seen any yellow sallies yet? Ooh, no, I haven't. I did today. What did you see the other day, Robbie? Uh, Lots of March browns, uh, caddis hatch as well, Uh uh, but not the sallies yet. Yeah.
0: Right. Uh-huh. I did see March browns too, butterflies, crane flies. Oh, my (laughs) goodness. What else did I see? Uh, In The yellow sallies, salmon flies, so yeah. Came so a bunch.
1: My trip the other day was with a couple that's gone out with Robbie before, brought the mom and dad out, and we stumbled across a butterfly hatch. Oh, uh, yeah. That's salmon. Yeah. Nice. And salmon falls, and we didn't, we didn't know. We just went there, and all of a sudden, they were everywhere around us. It was one of the coolest things the, the, I've experienced the, up here. What kind of butterfly? It was the painted ladies, <laughs> and also a few <laughs> of the swallowtails, uh-huh. and then these little tiny purple ones. hmm uh-huh. And it was epic. Uh It was one of those things that you can't plan for, but just being out on the water all the time, all of a sudden you experience it. It was great. a
0: beautiful thing, man. So, Rob, uh, one of your
2: clients got a trophy brown trout. Let's hear about that. Insane fish for the current, a massive brown trout. Um, It was uh, super exciting for all of us, actually. Obviously. Yeah.
0: Was he new? Was he a new fly fisher he's
2: yeah he is relatively new he's uh fly fished once before he's gone out with me and then over the last two years his wife and i have gone out four times and each time it's two days so this that was his seventh time to go out on the kern Mm -hmm. so absolutely you know new and fresh Uh and doesn't go fishing in between they spend You know, six months to a year in between each trip. So, yeah, definite beginner still and and still really fresh. So set up the situation. How did it go down? And, you know, well, first of all, tell
0: we should probably tell people how rare those um, those big browns are to catch. Anyways, we know know they're in there. But
2: a little backstory on the whole family, which is crazy. This Uh, is really good. So said I've gone out with them before. And last June, they brought the family. And had Ryan and I go out with all of them and take the family out and treat the family. And his niece, Mara, catches a 13-inch brown. And his wife, catches, uh, uh, Dawn, catches a 10-inch brown on the same day. And this was last June. So between the family that are all brand-new fly fishers, they've already got two browns on the Kern under mm-hmm. their belt.
1: Which we know just the browns in general are rare. Let <laughs> right.
2: alone something of this size.
1: And then, yeah.
2: and then David catches this massive, at least 20 inches, probably yeah. up 20, 21 inch brown. Uh-huh. You know, probably around five pounds. Very, very thick. Um, catches massive trophy brown. Um, so they got three yeah. of them now between the family and maybe fish the kern eight days between them. <laughs> nuts.
1: <laughs> totally nuts. The picture of that brown, right away I saw it. It's just like Perfect. But it's just so beautiful. The tail, the size, that little blue glow halo right in the, at the gill plate, and then you notice that big fat belly. Yeah, it's and been eating good. It has yeah. been eating good out there.
0: So the tell us the so, setup and stuff.
2: Yeah, it was it was not super deep water. Um, uh, Is it slow water? No, there was some good current coming through there. Um, it's not what I call pocket water necessarily, but channel water, where it's dropping off from one section to the next and some good current in each little section. So we were working our ways up through each little section uh, with dry dropper and they were, on that day they were mostly hitting the dropper and we were getting a few cause it was right as the water was clearing. So this was several days ago. And at that point we were getting two, three, maybe four fish out of the whole day to hit that fuzzy wuzzy. So almost everything was on the dropper and setting them up in, in a little slot and moved them out in the water a little bit with a strong current in front of us. And we were reaching over high sticking into the soft, slower, what, what we call cushion water um, on the other side of the current. So he got a great drift. It was on the second or third drift in the spot. Um, fly uh, Fuzzy Wuzzy went under. He said immediately. And he knew right away that it was a big fish. He said something right away. Wow, this isn't moving. Uh, what do I do? And luckily, the, I looked. So then I peek over his shoulder, and I'm looking at how much line he has off the reel, and if we should get the line on the reel, or if I should have him strip or not. And I go, go ahead and get it on the reel. And the a little bit of the line's wrapped around the reel. And so he... Was smooth as silk, flips the line off the reel, a couple reels, and it's on the reel. As soon as he gets it on the reel, the thing rips upstream. Woo! Nice. Right to the head of the run, and then just lodges there for quite a bit. And we, you know, we worked for quite some time before we got it in. We had to put quite a bit of pressure on it, let him run him back forth through the pool, and then finally worked him in. yeah. I mean, those those big guys are rare, man. That's what it, what a great experience for that dude. And he was blown. Yes. He had he obviously had no idea of yeah. the you know um, rareness of that fish, but mm-hmm. he was blown away by the experience. Awesome. Um, he's because he's he go, he's caught a bunch of fish, you know, on the eight or so trips he's gone yeah. out, and and he goes, Nothing has ever been like that, it was insane. <laughs> and then I go, You have no idea <laughs> how rare this thing is, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you were stoked, too. <laughs> A little oh, bit, side had the, a bit,
1: <laughs> lots of lots
2: of whooping and high fives for sure. Uh, yeah. That's that's what it's all about, yeah.
1: Man. We know how many, you know, a couple times a year we hear those stories, and People hook into them, but it just doesn't go right. Where it runs downstream, busts you off. People muscle it too much, and yeah. this one just turned out everything was perfect it, that day. It,
2: it was perfect. We had strong tippet on, and then he was super um, what, um, calm, I guess, through the whole situation. We kind of talked to each other through it. I, I talked to him how to, you know, get it on the reel, hand off the reel when he wants to run. As soon as he comes at you, reel in that slag mm-hmm. keep tight. And then in the middle, he starts telling me, I got a lot of pressure on him. I got a lot of pressure on him. And it's in the middle of the run, and it's not coming out. It's just lodged in the middle. (laughs) And so at a certain point, I was, how long is this going to keep up? Do we need Mm -hmm. to put a little side pressure to try and pull him into some cushion water? Mm -hmm. And I had him dip the rod a little, and it didn't budge at all. So I asked him if he could, He was like I mentioned at the beginning, he was in the middle of the run. I asked him if he could step back. And get toward the shore a little bit. He goes, Yeah, I can move back, steps back like three steps, ask him to drop the rod over to the side, and the fish slid right into that soft pocket, and we were able to scoop him up. Nice, dude. Yeah, it was cool. It's good guiding. So it was was Matt's absolute
0: absolute teamwork. It was was super cool. That's good, man. That's really cool. A lot of people have no idea the, and that was in the 20 mile stretch. I want to make sure. Yeah, correct. It was. You know, that, um, I mean, we've caught browns all the way down, you know, to the lake you know, all the way up to, you know, up into the national park. Right. But these big ones um, seem to be, uh, I've seen, are in the 20-mile stretch. Okay. (laughs) And and why
1: do you guys think that is? I have a theory. Yeah, I know. (laughs) There's definitely more bigger food source for them there. And especially those stalker fish that they throw in, they seem to be around there a lot of times. Yeah. The the bigger brown trout I've
0: seen have always been in those stalker areas. Yeah, You know, I think they just sit in there and eat
1: stalkers, man. And we've seen that at so many other bodies of water where they do that. And yeah. s- they know when it comes and they'll sit there and take advantage of it. Yeah, that's a that's a cool experience, man. Yeah, That's that was really, special. That's really neat. Okay, and one of the things I want to point out, Robbie said, is they had stronger tippet on. Mm. Um, when you're on the current, bump up your tippet. Everyone fishes 6X. They lose their flies for one instantly. And you don't have much of a chance of getting fish like that in if you get hooked into it. So Rob and I fish three X and four X a lot. Yeah. Robbie fixes three X all the time, in fact. The the, the
2: clients came in today um, from from that trip. They're staying for a few days in town and they got some gear to go out tomorrow. They're gonna go out and try which they never do. So yeah. it's kinda they're kind of geek, so it's kinda cool.
0: Awesome. Uh, <laughs> how can you not be?
2: <laughs> and I so they they had their gear that they brought in. We go, we got a couple things here. Tell us what we need. Tell us what we should get. And they had 5X and 6X tippet. And I go, well, you might want to get something a little stronger. And I talked to him about the fish we caught. And then I talked to him about w- w- Ryan and I have a theory on this river that it's very, very rare that the fish are tippet shy or t- tippet sensitive. It's only when the water is extremely clear and in those you know rare times and for the most part there's a little bit off color water here and and we say it's presentation oriented on whether you're getting a bite or not whether you get a good presentation of the fish so set them up with some stronger tippet today um and then stress the, the better presentation and then the waters that stained color like you said so yeah. no need for the super no. thin tippet right yeah. now yeah
0: yeah. And you know that heavier tippet like today I was using three X on my big size six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. and it helps turn it over. Yeah, it's easier yeah. to
1: cast the bigger flies, And you don't pop your flies off as easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so c- a couple things I want to talk about too is a couple of product things. Um, we just uh, it got the Sage, the new Sage R8 rod in the shop and uh, we have a couple of them in the shop and uh, um i i just got back oh i'm going to talk about that too my little mexico deal but um um so i haven't really seen the new sage rods yet and i picked up that sage r8 today and i you can ask rob i was like kind of blown away it's, like just how light it is i haven't cast it yet but
1: it nope. is the lightest rod i think i've ever felt man. that was my so. first impression too I was like oh my yeah. god and recently we've liked the trace and it's super light and this one looks yeah. even lighter it yeah. will be
2: unbelievable yeah. for the situation we've had the last two days so the first day i was telling you with the clients we were we got a couple fish to rise for that fuzzy wuzzy yeah yeah yesterday was nuts fish were rising everywhere they were skipping right over the dropper hitting the fuzzy wuzzy right away we switched the simulators they were going right to the stimulator so that I think that rod is going to be epic with the dry fly setup or a double dry setup. Yeah, should be fantastic. Oh, Feels so good. Take that
0: thing out and cast it here. <laughs> um, a couple other things too. School wise, um, the uh, the bass clinic that I'm doing on Saturday is full. Um, we'll get some more of those going too for cool. sure. Um, and then we have the the weekend after that. Um, what do we have? The, uh oh, the surf clinic and then. Carp clinic. Oh, yeah. Too? Yeah. We have surf clinic on the 7th in Ventura. Then we have a carp clinic on the 14th here yep. at Lake Isabella. And then, oh, we have also the Be- beginner class. class those beginner Yeah. Beginner clinic. And then you guys are holding a fly tying clinic that evening. And that's on the 14th.
1: The 14th and 15th is beginning number two class. Also. If you
0: guys haven't uh, been to a Bueller Brothers fly tying uh, class and you're missing out. So sign up for that
2: online. It's
0: a lot of fun.
2: And just ordered a whole bunch of new Renzetti vices today, and they should be coming in just in time for the class. And there, there's some super new uh, additions they have is a like a metallic blue color on their Traveler cool. vice, nice. and um, the other ones like in kind of an army green color. So we got some of those coming in too.
0: Um, what else? So oh, then we also have a streamer clinic on the. 30th I think of May so if you guys want to learn a little bit more uh, I'm sorry not a streamer clinic on um, the small stream clinic um, and then we're going to get a streamer clinic together okay sweet so the small stream clinic is on the 30th sorry about that you guys and then um, we're going to put uh, a streamer clinic in the mix here
2: pretty soon they've been well. hammering those streamers lately with the higher water I've been doing I haven't had a client fish them but I've fished myself and got some and then T.O. was out the other day I saw her the other evening And she was fishing with a nymph when I left her and had her check in, you know, when she got back into town. And she said she ended up hooking six on a streamer, took the nymph off, went streamer, hooked six and got five in. So um, streamer action is definitely on right now.
0: Awesome. Um, What else?
1: uh, Anything else you guys got going on?
0: Hmm. You think of right now?
1: No, Robbie's just getting ready. We're getting ready to take the boat up to Crowley. There we go. It's opening this Saturday, actually.
0: Awesome. And you got some trips scheduled up there already, Uh, don't you? Yeah, definitely
1: have some some trips already So you guys who love Crowley or want to be introduced to Crowley, give us a call. We'd love to take you out and um, show you how we love to fish Crowley. It's a wonderful fishery where you don't have to be experienced to get out there and get into fish. But if you are experienced, you can really have a good time and take advantage of that great bite. You have a chance of getting a Crowley Slam any time out there. Uh, 20-inch rainbows, browns, cutthroats. Um, it's a great fishery. So give us a call if you want to get out there on the water. How about your, um, uh, saltwater outing? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: well, I just wanted to ask you real quickly about Crowley before we yeah, talk about course. that. Is that when, when does that open and when does that
2: start? It opens on this Friday. Um, but we're not taking the boat up until a week after, so okay. mid-May, like the I think we're going to go up on the 9th and 10th. Anytime after that, anyone wants to book a trip, we'll be available and happy to take you out. All the people
0: that went on the uh, Crowley trips uh, last year were just stoked, man. Absolutely, the Absolutely. fish the fish are big, they're they huge are, and yeah. strong, and there's usually quite a few of them yeah. you can catch yeah, it's in a good one time. Outing, you and out. And this
2: should be a good year. Last year the water was kind of funky mid-year, just like it was everywhere. The water got warm, you know, just like on all the rivers and low, and we have much better water supply up in Mammoth this year. It should be. A, it looks to be a great season. Yeah,
0: yeah, sweet. So I wanted to tell one story. I went to uh, Mexico, you know, for uh, about eleven days, and I went with a bunch of fishy dudes. And one of them was Glenn Ueta, who I've at, actually had on the podcast, and um, he's pretty uh, saltwater savvy. So the whole the whole idea of me going on this uh, Mexico trip. Uh down to Ishillac, Mexico, was to learn, of course, and catch a bunch of species that that I haven't caught before, and that sort of thing and um the interesting thing about this place is that you have two guides on on the boat, which is kind of cool you know they have they have the senior guide who's actually on the platform pulling you and looking for fish, and then they have a guy who's kind of a guy just kind of learning. But he's actually really good too. They're both. I went with like I don't know, ten different guides. I think you know, ten different um, crew members too. But um, they're really good at spotting fish. Of course, you know they can see the fish way before you can see them. You know, so it's a, it's kind of cool to yeah. be in that. Ex- be in that area you it's know?
2: like us with our clients in yeah. the water you know you're like oh did you see that and they're like no <laughs> yeah. they say and then we're like that when you go out to the ocean yeah. they, they go did you see that and you're like no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: yeah so that was pretty cool um the you know i didn't know how it, i guess how hard it is to catch a permit you know and and um you know a lot of these guys that went on this trip have been two or three times and not caught a permit yep and um, so they're back again, you know trying to get their permit you know and that's a permit people don't know is a saltwater fish that's kind of considered a, a the crown jewel of the saltwater species or something It's you know, super truth. hard yeah, that's, super hard to catch, I guess. Yep. And so it's one of uh, the big three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, you know going down there, I knew that I knew that this was a, a permit place and that um, people, go there to catch permit and you have a good shot at catching permit and whatnot so the first day we go out and um I go with a, a guy and he i go you go first man you know because you have to switch off you can't fish at the same time which kind of sucks so yeah. you know you get like four hours of fishing he gets four hours of fishing <laughs>
1: that's the time you're watching <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: but you're actually spotting fish too at the same time but you're yeah, Jones in it's it's the a same teamwork,
1: teamwork
2: kind of thing
0: yeah and then if you get out of the boat you can both fish which is kind of cool uh, but he got up, and he um he had a couple shots at permit and um and then like his first hour was up, you know, and then um I got up um on the first hour, and i what happened was like uh, these jacks, Jack crevel started um just slashing the water, and my guy said, all oh, those are jacks and um i I go cool, and hes all put on a popper, and you know, so I put on this big white popper. And I'm like, man, what popper? Like I was tripping, you know, like yeah. a popper, really? A popper? And he's like, yeah, put it on amigo. And um, and you could see him slashing over by the beach. And he's all they coming, they coming. I'm like, okay. And he's all cast two o'clock, cast two o'clock. I cast, and um, I he's all streep, streep. And I'm stripping, stripping, and he's all cast again, 50 feet, one o'clock. it out there, boom. He's all wait, wait, wait. <laughs> street, street, street! Faster, amigo! Faster, amigo! Street, street, boom! Oh, awesome. yeah! It's awesome. I mean, don't I I even see the thing. You uh, can see it on the platform, on you know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and so that thing towed me around for Sweet. I don't know twenty minutes maybe awesome. or something uh, around the boat. Yeah. You know. <laughs> nothing, yeah. nothing I could do. And the other funny thing was I wasn't really prepared, and they they the other guide kind of gets your line. Um, they put it upside down so it goes out, you know, correctly. Right and um and so i wasn't really prepared and the thing wrapped around my wrist as the thing was running and i'm like oh no no and i got it off my wrist and then it was wrapped around my rod all wrong you know of course <laughs> but finally got semi-organized and yeah. and landed that thing um the other cool thing was then you know we went on through the rest of the day and we were looking for a permit and then um the guy that was on my boat he caught one and then and then our uh our guide gets a conch shell, you know, this they're they're Mayan, you know, and he gets this conch shell, you know, he's all stoked. I mean, he's stoked. Oh, it's big for him. Between the other guides,
1: he's like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm the man. Oh yeah. And all the other guides could hear that (laughs) too. (laughs) They're like, damn it.
0: (laughs) And so, um, and so he caught one, you know, I'm like, Oh, cool. You know? And then, um, it was later in the afternoon. It was like, Almost time to go in about three thirty, and then we we pulled up on there was a school, and they were they're going around, you know, they're moving all over the place, and so we get out of the boat, and um, I've got those uh, Sims flat sneakers on, thank God, and um, I'd I'd be walking in the sand, and I'd sink up to my waist. Okay. And I'd have to hold on to him. I felt like this old dude, you know, some of the old dudes <laughs> yeah, hold on. Park, you know what I'm saying?
1: You're a walking stick yeah, for those guys. Dude, yeah. I was just
0: like that. You know how those dudes <laughs> hold on to us? I was like, oh my God. And I'm like, hey, hold on, on to this me. guy. Help, and, I, and then I'd walk another step and sink. I was exhausted. Like and we walked this one flat and he wasn't sinking. I'm like, I don't understand how you don't sink and I sink. Yeah. And it was the weirdest thing. And then I'd walk and I kept sinking and it was I was just seriously exhausted, right? He's all, Migo, they coming, they coming. Come on, come on. And I, you know, try to get over there. I have to get on my <laughs> knees to get out of the sand. And I got up there. I'm sweating. It's just a mess. And then he's all, cast, cast. And I cast and then I blow him up or something. Horrible cast, yeah. right? And they'd take off and then he'd be watching and they'd circle back around. And then I somehow made a a good cast in that direction and i stripped it right and the the somehow this guy's (laughs) freaking casting Casting legend
1: somehow i got
0: one out there (laughs) the permit actually grabbed it it was awesome and it was on and then you should like we got it on film the guide was flipping out because he got two on his boat same day awesome and so the conch shell comes out (laughs)
1: You guys can imagine how I cool wonder is that? if each one of them has a little different tone and sounds so they right. can tell who it is, you know.
0: <laughs> this guy's name was PO. He was awesome. He was super funny. Pitching. But so then um it was time to go in. It was like four o'clock right after I caught that fish. So we go in and I'm thinking like No big deal. No big deal. Everybody caught some fish, you know. Everybody right. caught one and everything. You know, we walk up the dock and everybody's sitting there. We're kind of like the last ones in. And oh, how'd you guys do? And and the guy I was with goes, Oh, we caught we caught permit. And the, the the look on some of those racers are like, <laughs> you guys got permit? No uh, way. Yeah. I'm like, what's the big deal? I <laughs> thought a lot of people, I thought everybody was going to catch one or something, you know? <laughs> and uh, and then I threw it. I got a Jack Gravel, too. You got a Jack, too? You know, and they were all tripping on it. But eventually, through the whole week, everybody got one.
2: Oh, bitchin'. so it was cool. And then yeah. they, Amazing trip. Yeah, yeah.
0: And you get to put your, they have like a, a stencil where you can uh, airbrush a, a permit and put your name on like this, a little well, wall of little, fame. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. That's a good idea for a, for a big Browns. We're just yeah, right over here, right?
1: Russ and uh, Rob and Dave, David, oh Dave, David, yeah, David and Russ, David and Russ. David there Russ. you
0: go. So one more, one more story. So, okay. so I had caught my permit and I was like, let's catch. Uh, I don't care what it is. Let's go catch uh, uh, tarpon. Let's go catch bonefish. You yeah. know, and you can catch um, barracuda or whatever. And so, okay, we're going to go catch uh bonefish. And so we go to this lagoon and do, we go through these mangroves, like, you know, and he's having to like, if the branches are coming down on top of us, we're having to lay down in the boat and, right. and all this stuff. And we come out in this lagoon that's like away from the ocean, you know, and we're in this lagoon and we're cruising around and he's all, let's get out amigo. And so I get out with one of the, the other guides, you know not the main guide and we're walking. He's all, Hey, if you see me running back to the boat, you try to, you, you run faster than me. Oh, no. I'm like, why? He's all there's alligators. <laughs> <laughs> those. And, uh, I'm like, you're kidding me. So no. the whole time I'm casting, I'm <laughs> like, like looking <laughs> behind me and everything. And I'm just tripping. Like, you know, I mean, seriously, that's kind of trippy.
1: It's out of our world. Yeah. We don't
0: know that world. And so, um, He's all, um, all right, amigo, let's, uh, we, I fished for like a half an hour or something in this one spot and I was tripping the whole time and then he starts running like back to the boat and he's ah! <laughs> and I swear,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: my heart dropped, <laughs> man. I, I'm like, oh my God, he's laughing. They're all <laughs> laughing. You know, they're all, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. What a trippy place, yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah. It was cool. We, we, we actually, uh. Flew into Cancun, and then it's five hours south to, like, it's, like, going back in time. It's just, everything's clean, too. Right. Which was really neat. Um, the water's crystal clear, and then you, we actually fished in Belize, so you actually um, go a little bit further south, and you go into Belize waters, and so you're, like, fishing those, like, kind of flats and stuff, too, which is awesome. kind of cool.
1: But what a cool experience. Yeah, something all so, so different out of your world. yeah. It was
0: really neat, man, and uh, you know using uh, eight, nine, and ten weight rods, and it's all floating lines. Okay, you know, which is kind of kind of
1: cool. Super, Super shallow water. Nice. Yeah, pretty neat. It's got to wear some people out casting those nine and ten weights. Oh, dude, you sleep long. good at night for yeah. sure.
2: Let Let's transition to our local salt and talk about your trip. Yeah, uh, the other day in Ventura. Oh yeah, yeah. So, that was yesterday. Yesterday, boom, <laughs> oh, time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, I did, I a, a got a couple guys um, from Long Beach yesterday um, in Ventura, and they came up, and uh, the waves were, you know, the tide was high, um, right about 8 o'clock, which was, which was fine, um, we had an outgoing tide, but um, the waves were, you know, pretty gnarly at first, you know, and, and kind of pounding the beach pretty good and and uh, we found a couple of places where we could go where there were some holes and um one was called overhead which is a really cool spot has like a little reef there and some holes and stuff and uh we got a couple fish there and then um the tide started going out and i knew a place over it's called the south jetty over by the ventura harbor and the day before i saw this big giant hole there about about the same time and so we went over there and these guys. we're pretty exhausted from the, from the waves and stuff. In this spot, there was no waves. It was just a, oh, they're the, all the waves were breaking out far, and then it would just reform, and it was just this be- big, beautiful blue hole. Cool. And it was just full of um, surf perch, so that was cool. We kind of ended the day there. Great. It was kind of fun. Well, what, right. what fly were you using? Um, the, uh, Ryan's Krabby Patty that he tied up for us.
1: Yeah. That that's,
0: was, uh, that's a good one. Kev, Paul, Paul Cronin? Kevin Green. Kevin Green, yeah. oh okay, He's the yeah. Paul patty. Cronin's
2: the the merkin? Yeah. My bad,
1: that's Kevin Green's fly. Mis- misinformation. Nope. Sorry, Kevin. Let's hear your guys' saltwater story with Vaughn. Oh man, uh, we've gone twice, twice yeah. in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, the first time we went out, um, it was really good. We got into these flurries, where all of a sudden, like I was just catching a whole bunch at a time. Robbie's getting a few drifting down the break wall. And then it switched where all of a sudden he was getting a whole bunch and I was picking at a few. And it was it, <laughs> and let me jump in real quick. Yeah. It was
2: kind of odd because normally we fish the evening, but Vaughn wanted to go out in the morning and, and dark. Normally it's better when the sun goes down and it's darker. It's true. The fish kind of turn on a little more. Uh, so we started first thing in the morning, like four or th- five in the morning.
1: It was 4.30. Yeah, five, yeah. Le- we left
2: at 4.30. So we probably started fishing around five or so, completely dark slow pickings yeah, for, for a while and then it wasn't until the sun came up that we started getting into those flurries so it was kind of a, a little yeah.
1: flip for us that it was the bite was better with the light and it was just solid fish all day with them heard all during our session yeah um all like nice medium grade fish it was really fun it was excellent yeah and then we went out again a week later yeah we did. And, uh, same,
0: you guys fishing you the guys break wall. Again. Same, yeah, yeah.
1: And we went out in the morning
2: again and, uh, s- slow bite again, but we caught a few early mm-hmm. and then it was kind of just picking at them all day slow and he worked hard for us. And well, actually I should say we got bites all day. So many short strikes and yep. non hookups. It was like one of those days where there's slashing at your, uh, stimmy and slamming it, but you're not hooking them and and he worked hard he moved us all over that harbor on the inside now to get us just you know we got a handful of fish to the boat um and hooked a couple real good ones but we each lost them they were you know three four pounds they weren't huge but a nice three four pound fish yeah
1: okay so So it
2: was it was a good session but we just didn't get we didn't have a lot to show for it yeah Yeah. so we got a lot of bites he worked hard for us and we just Mm -hmm. didn't get a lot in
1: and my tip, when you're out there, do not eat potato chips and then try to strip in fish with your line. <laughs> um, that line will slip right out of your hands. And <laughs> it hop, often happens right when the big one hits. You got your greasy fingers, so watch out for that. <laughs> so uh,
0: tell everybody how you guys are fishing that, like, against the break wall. Vaughn holds the boat. And yeah, he'll run
1: them. the boat parallel to the break wall, and we'll cast into the jetty. Mm-hmm. And your line, we got the sinking tip line and heavy flies. And they will crawl, or we try and crawl them down the jetty. So we'll cast as far as we can and then try and walk it down the big jetty rocks and then retrieve past that. And a lot of times those big fish are hanging in the jetty or in the kelp just right outside it. And it can be a lot of fun. And they just hammer your fly so you have to hang on and they'll want to go right back in the
2: kelp or right back in the rocks. Yeah. So you just can't give them anything. And they, and like Ryan said, his,
1: he had the little slip on his hand, boom, it was gone so fun yeah so it's a lot of just casting and retrieving casting and retrieving yeah and it's all you feel every hit every little tug it's great and and when when it's on they're like just
2: anywhere else you know there's a it's on. boatload of fish there's so yeah. many fish you can't even believe it there's yeah. so many fish and it's yeah. almost every cast you're getting hit and then other times you know you're even, working for them and then even on the slow days there's still plenty of fish to be caught yeah so that, that's what a fantastic fishery it is. When I went with you guys, we went at dusk.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then it got dark and it still was like pretty easy to see, I thought. Yeah. A lot, of, especially yeah. that
1: harbor has a lot of yeah. lights. Yeah. We are on the inside yep. of the harbor, very well lit. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So it's, it's so fun. It is a lot of fun. What a great fishery, man. Yeah, yeah. Yep. it yeah. is. And not a lot of people are out there. Yeah. Yeah. So let's end with
0: uh, any, any music you guys want to share that you've been listening to or anything?
1: Wow. I'm always listening to Rob's um, Pandora. Mm -hmm. And then also one of the great things for us deadheads out there, there is uh, an archive. What's the archive? Internet archives. Internet archives. And they do more than just dead. Like I can Uh, look up old baseball games and they'll have them. You can listen to old broadcasts. That's fun. But the great thing about the dead is they taped everything, not only themselves, but all the taper freaks out there. (laughs) And you can look up almost any show and there's a tape of it. And some of them are audience tapes, some are soundboards. And so Robbie will play a lot of those and um, through his stereo and I'll listen to those. Um, So that's really nice. And we just love that because you can listen to whole shows and you can look up ones that you went to or other ones you didn't. um, It's a great resource out there. It's really nice for us deadheads. And then... (laughs) Um, let's see, let's see, what have we been hearing the most? Um, Billy strings. Robbie's gotten his rotation a lot. Yeah. Um, he's a great little picker and songwriter. Uh Um, and there's always some jazz going on. Yeah. Um, so what do you got Robbie?
2: Nothing real new lately. It's kind of, you know, going through the same rotation. Yeah.
0: I went to a show. Nice. Yeah. How was that? It was amazing. Um, this, uh, my client, the other day, uh, he's all, um, he's all, uh, I, I'm going to a show um, tomorrow night. And I'm like, where are you going, man? So I'm going to Buck Owens Crystal Palace. I'm like, who's playing? He's all Larry Carlton. No oh, way. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I said, I'm going to go too, man. So yeah. me and Kelly, how I got old is he? 75 like, yeah, yeah okay cool
2: he's not too old yet yeah, yeah. and <laughs> dude if you, if Cause you there's guys a certain point where you know stuff drops off for certain people yeah and we've because we've seen a ton Those guys up in their 80s legendary and, jazz musicians yeah. as they yeah. grow older you know yeah. and 75 still a lot of people still have it oh he's got it yeah so um if if you've never seen a show have you guys
0: been to the Buckingham? never been there so you guys have seen a lot of shows i've seen a lot of shows i've played in a lot of venues the Buck Owens Crystal Palace is sound system. Even Larry Carlton commented. He's wow. Like, this place is awesome. Rat. You yeah. know, he's just like commenting. He's touring all over the place. Oh, right? yeah. He's playing he's some play, he's played terrible everywhere. places. <laughs> so Buck Owens created this club for himself. You know, as you play oh. there, apparently like on Monday nights and Thursday nights or whatever. But the place you go in, there's not a bad seat in the house. Cool. It's a, it's a dinner hall. It's kind of round. Yeah. And then they have a bal- uh, two balconies and it, they all look down on the stage and the stage is, you know, like, you know, almost four feet tall, you know, and then there's cool. like a big dance floor, but at Larry's show, it was all tables going up, you know, yeah. and he, um, he played stuff from, uh, Steely Dan when he was in Steely yeah. Dan, um, the Crusaders, um, he had, a, his son is this young kid and it's his ba- he's the bass player. And so he, he started commenting about his son and, He's like, Dad, keep up. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. He had a, a horn section. You know, the guys are all yeah. super good. The super band, tight. Yeah. The band was awesome, yeah. and the sound was incredible. It was really cool Me. to go there. If you ever guys, you guys ever get a chance to see a show at right. uh, Buck Owens Crystal Palace in Bakersfield, it's right. pretty, pretty amazing place. They have a car in the side of the wall over the bar. Yeah. Like This old Chevy that's like mounted sideways. Or, something. <laughs> it's so cool. I think it's a Chevy. I hope I didn't say that wrong, but it's some kind of really cool car that's yeah. mounted in the. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I've been uh, I I went to that. Um, I've been listening to a, a bass player uh, named Jaco Pistorius quite a bit.
1: Guy's um, phenomenal. huh? Yeah,
0: so I like I like that. My my bass player. Phenomenal. He's like one of the, he's the like best one of the <laughs> top
2: two ever yeah. electric
0: bass players. Uh, Bruce. Um, my, my bass player, is, he's been listening to him for years and years yeah. and years, but he kind of turned me on to him a long time ago, but I've been listening to him quite a bit. Um, what a great musician, for sure. Yeah.
1: What else? Anything else? I got something. We oh, always yeah. talk about musicians. Um, yeah. What about lyricists? Who, who do you like for lyrics?
0: Oh, my gosh. For lyrics. Oh, That's a good question. Oh man, I like I've always liked Jim Morrison's lyrics. You know, his uh his lyrics are kind of uh interesting yeah. yet trippy. Yeah. But um I don't know. I'm kind of drawing a blank right now, Yeah, I kinda he, he out he out kind there, of just see that. Yeah, he kind of um for sure. I was yeah. a big Doors fan when I was a kid, for sure. Yeah. And Ray Manzarek, the their keyboard player was my favorite keyboard player still cool. is. Cool. Um what about you guys? When Nick you was? got Robbie?
1: Um,
2: always Robert Hunter is our number one the um songwriter with Jerry Garcia and oh. then uh uh Bob Dylan was a huge oh, yeah, influence yeah. as well. Yeah that, we, that we've always loved. Um Van Morrison and fantastic lyricist. Mm-hmm. Uh Willie Nelson writes mm-hmm. incredible songs. So he's a great songwriter.
1: Willie Nelson's one of my top songwriters. Robbie you said this the other day. He might be the best like love songwriter. Oh my god, there's so many. He will bring you the thrills of love and down to the deepest, gut-wrenching despairs of love. And it's not corny, it's never corny. corny. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And then he happens to be one of the great, you know, fabulous guitar pickers too out there. Yeah. So I gotta throw Willie out there for one of my top songwriters. Yeah. And Dylan, you know, is just the man. Absolutely. Whether he speaks to you or not he's just the volume of work he has incredible but Robert Hunter is the one that you know Jerry's partner that's always spoke to us the most right on yeah well right on guys that's the
0: uh, Kern River Fly Shop Guide Roundtable and uh, let me make sure I got this thing thanks everybody for listening say bye you guys we'll thank you guys. guys see you All next right. time